When the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Welcome to Sacked in the Morning, the football podcast that is still obsessed and cannot seem to get over the World Cup. My name is Richard. I am your host. I am joined once again by my two co-hosts. Uh, introduce yourselves for me, please. I will go this way first because there's less delay. Hi, Tom here. And Hello. Then this way. We did. Uh, you're going to have to say that again. It did not come through. Did it not? No. Uh, oh, my audio, my issues today. How are we all? I am a. How are we doing? I'm good. Who are you, mysterious stranger? Tits <laughs> <laughs> feeling. Oh, life. <laughs> you seem a little bit stressed this evening, my good chum. It's called. Ah, uh, just audio. Just, just this. Just issues. No, I'm all good, mate. Good. Good to hear. Welcome back, good. gentlemen. Thank you for joining me once again. Uh, Happy New Year to you both. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you guys. That should give you a little bit of a clue about when we're recording this World Cup Roundup episode. So, yeah. <laughs> a little bit later than we would have wanted, but hey. First question. But it wouldn't be our style to be on time, would it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah we're, we're definitely not on time. That's that's the, the football podcast that is not never on time. On time. <laughs> <laughs> Taglines. Yeah, well, I, I'm trying to come up with a new one every week because that seems to be our thing now. So, ever since we didn't come up with a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, um, yeah, so 
World Cup, that is where we're going to uh, start today. We're going to start with our roundup of uh, the World Cup because a lot of you will remember that we made predictions at the, uh, back in the summer to see how the World Cup was going to go. And uh, yeah, we need to round that up. But first and foremost, gentlemen, what were your thoughts on this historic Winter World Cup? Awesome. <laughs> I was, I, I was oh, gonna, you're waiting just in case he started talking. Start, yeah. yeah, that's the problem <laughs> with the delay. Yeah. yeah, and I was yeah. and I was waiting in case Tom started. I didn't want to end up coming in over the top. Yeah, maybe you should delegate, Richard. <laughs> okay, uh, feeling. Uh, come, yeah, on, tell- come on, newscaster, uh, do your cues. <laughs> we go live to the scene now with Michael Feeling in Brighton. Feeling, what's the situation there? <laughs> uh, I. I thought it was a pretty good tournament. It's good to see what the so-called lesser nations uh, performing way above uh, expectations made for made it quite exciting as we uh, got through the later stages. I'm sure we'll touch on it later, but the downfall of the so the so-called uh, bigger teams. I don't know. You're not a big fan of them, Rich, but obviously Belgium had another uh, shocker. No, a bit yeah, of a stinker. I, mean, and... I would not classify Belgium as a big team, but yeah, carry on. Well, they weren't supposed number ones. And yeah, Germany going out again, group stage, second tournament World Cup running. Yeah, Definitely did to, not pick that one. Much to the pleasure of, of, of Tom. Yes, who has not lived it down ever since. <laughs> and I'm sure won't live it down today either. Yeah, well. Uh, I mean, my, my pick didn't win the tournament either, but. Um... I don't think anyone's picked one the tournament. <laughs> no, 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 none of our picks won. Apart from Danny, yeah. was pretty element. I was seeing we're going to win, right? Uh, yeah, he, but his one isn't start. official, so you know. He said it from the start. To hell with Danny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it went better than I thought it was going to. To be fair, uh, I thought the games would have been. I thought they were going to be quite boring. Some of them are actually uh, quite exciting. Not so many uh, nil-nil draws, as you've seen was we seen previously and even like the extra time periods weren't necessarily just play for penalties teams were actually trying to win the game in extra time yeah so that was kind of refreshing that was that was refreshing to see to be fair and the final was probably the best final that there's been yeah yeah absolutely agree agree with that yeah so yeah if i was to give it a rating i would say seven out of ten for for the tournament Definitely not the worst World Cup I've ever seen. No, no, no. This no. It, it was it was a good World Cup, I thought. But yeah, Tom, what was your opinion? I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, the, all the talk going into this World Cup was the human rights violations. You know the, you know, the rules about LGBT and all this and that. You know, so there's a lot of negativity going to the tournament. About the time the tournament started, I was pretty sick of this con- the whole conversation about it. I just wanted to get the tournament started and get it out of the way, and then you know, um. I think there were a lot of games in the group stage. I think they were a bit boring and dull. Um, it's usually the way, though, isn't it? Yeah, so. I mean, not every game can be a banger, can it? There was a lot of nil-nils on the group stage. Um, but I think once we got to the knockouts, the standard was very, very high in terms of entertainment. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we got some really good games. Yeah, great entertaining World Cup, I think, overall. I mean, I'd yeah, say that even the final round of group games from there onwards oh, is when it kind of really picked yeah, up. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot going into those 
final group games in, in most groups, which were, uh, you know, I don't think there was many groups or so any groups where everything was decided like in terms of who was going through already. I don't think there was. Only like one team, wasn't it? But there, was, there wasn't there um, was a group where both teams were pretty much already guaranteed by the, the last game. No. There was a couple of groups where one team was already yeah, guaranteed yeah, to yeah. go through. Like yeah. Brazil were already through yeah. on it before the last round and Portugal, I think, or something. I every, every group had a stake in it, which made it interesting yeah. going into that Definitely. final week of games. I think there were some big surprises in the group games as well, which I think made it a little bit more interesting as well. Yeah, so. I mean, for a personal point of view, I started the tournament in Dubai watching the World Cup. Oh, God, <laughs> I have to bring this up. I mean, Dubai is quite close to Qatar, so you had a lot of fans that were you know, visiting Dubai or mm-hmm. going through Dubai to get to Qatar. I saw a lot of um, football fans, particularly Argentinian ones, Mexican ones and, and Welsh ones. All their shirt. I mean, selection. Their shirts everywhere, and I watched. Uh, well, I watched the first England game in a pub in Dubai, and I watched the first Argentina game in a pub in Dubai when they lost to Saudi Arabia, and had a good old laugh at the Argentinian fans looking miserable and upset. And uh, look what happened. They went. Well, went they on, won the whole thing. Certainly had the last laugh on you. Absolutely, karma. As you all know, maybe Richard, a little bit. It's going to get you. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for asking me, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, what did I think of the World Cup? Uh, You're the host. We shouldn't have to ask you. <laughs> but I can't ask myself. Richard, what did you make of the World Cup? Well, Richard. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with pretty much all of okay. your statements, to be honest with you. I thought it, it was uh, very entertaining. Um, I'm not quite the same as you with regards to the whole political situation. I, I don't necessarily agree with all of the political things um but i don't i also don't think it's something you can just ignore as well um yeah i'm not i'm not saying that i just got sick of the the talk about it yeah you know i just you know going into world cup you want to concentrate on the football really don't you that's the whole world cup pub <laughs> yeah world true cup but i don't think that um obviously the powers that be were very helpful towards that either they they were fanning the flames a little bit weren't they so yeah. excuse me <coughs> Yeah, Tano didn't exactly do himself any favours, did he? No, he did not. Not one little bit. Um, Although every time the camera cut to every time the camera cut to him, he looked very bored. He looked like he wanted to be anywhere else well, I other think than he was, sat in the stadium. He, I think he got used to the crowd booing him all the time, didn't he? That was <laughs> that was the thing. Every time he came on, the crowd started booing him. So I think he was like, "Don't come to me, bar for God's sake." <laughs> Yeah, he's very much the, uh, yeah, the pantom- pantomime, pantomime villain of this villain World Cup, Beatles, isn't he? Yeah. The Elon Musk of this World Cup. Um, but yeah, I, do you I, think I, that was deliberate? No, no, I think he's just a twat that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, out of touch, <laughs> idiot. Yeah, yeah. He just he just opens mouth, inserts foot. You know, that seems to be what it is, more than anything. I mean, I did find his speech highly entertaining and hilarious, though. To be fair. What the hour and a half one? I am Arab. Oh Uh, yeah. Today I am gay. Today I am. Today I am blue alien from Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, from an entertainment point of view, he's he's box office, isn't he? Um, From a a human point of view, yeah, he's a complete idiot. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I I have no sympathy for him. I think he's a twat. I have to say it like it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to 
pull my words. When uh, the, the problem is, is when you put yourself out there with such stupid opinions and 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 behaviour, then you open yourself up for ridicule. Personally, you know, I mean, if he said something intelligently, then you'd be like, okay, I I get your point, and I'm not going to make a personal attack. But when you act like an idiot, then you deserve it. I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just anyway, but yes, the uh, the football. That's what we're here to talk about. The football. I, I I thought it was very entertaining. I enjoyed the World Cup. I enjoyed um, the football that was on display. There was some wonderful football at points. Um, some great results that caused shock and upsets that I really enjoyed, and I thought it was quite fun, entertaining World Cup. And I agree. I think it was probably the best final that we've ever seen in our lifetime as well. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so that that helped cap it off, I think. That helps. Um, if it leaves you with a good taste in your mouth, then, you know, you always end up enjoying it more, don't you? So, but yeah. Just thought I'd get a little bit of a taster before we get into the crunch of it all. Uh, so as I said, back in the summer, we made our predictions for this World Cup. Now, my... Um, idea behind this initially was just just for fun just to get a bit of an idea um but then you guys just started talking about points out of nowhere um the idea of it becoming a competition and having points and things like that just all of a sudden cropped up not once did i ever mention about having points or totting up anything i said all i said was i wanted to see whether your predictions would play out so that you would end up picking the winners. Oh come on, man! Nope. Seriously, that was my that was my intention. I never mentioned anything about points. It was all of a sudden you guys just started talking about. I think points that might have been me. Right. So either this is a misdirect because you won, or this is a this is because you finished last. <laughs> no, and you're having a moan. No, this is because now I'm about to explain to you the points system that I had to come up with out of nowhere because you guys have all of a sudden just decided there was going to be points. Didn't it explain to me what the points right, were? So we made all these or anything like so we, that. So we made all these predictions. Yeah. But didn't want to know who actually won this. Well, there was no winning. The winning won. The winning was, did your team that you predicted to win, win the tournament? Oh, was that, 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 that was literally on. my only uh, idea uh, behind well, what's it. What's the point of making the scores then? If we're... Just for fun. <laughs> I, I genuinely had no intention to make any points or anything like that behind it. You guys just started talking about points. So then I had to invent a point system. Okay. Well, so I... I have invented a point system. I'm very surprised that you're saying And just for anybody wondering, Richard is not slightly bitter about this in any way, shape or form or whatsoever. So, I don't know. We'll get into (laughs) it. All I'm saying is that I just had to pull a point system out of my ass because you guys just started saying, oh, points, but no one explained anything. No one said what the points were or or who was how many points for what. You just said, point for me. I was like, right, okay. No one ever said anything about points, but now I need to invent a point system. which is what I've done. Three Shut points up. for a correct result, one I mean, point, point for the correct winner, yeah, 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 and then, yeah, yeah. you know, you go from there. Uh, no, actually. So shut your face. I've invented a much <laughs> more in-depth point system. I think I said so, points are not exactly in the literal sense, but, you know. So here is how we have established how we, how we, you know, it's that I was like going to say, there's I no, always, there's no we. I always, there was no we in that guys, statement. But, yeah, but let's face it, it's me that does all the bloody work. You know, I do everything. I came up with this point system, and if you don't, well, like we're it, the honoured guest. I don't we, care. We, we yes. shouldn't have to. No, you are my <laughs> co-hosts. 
You are not my honoured guest. <laughs> there is nothing honourable about either of you. Wow. Thanks wow. For <laughs> Tom, anyway. I'm feeling the love right now. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, have yeah. I ever given you love on this show? Come on. I hate you both. <laughs> yeah, that's football. Fans, You're only you. here. You're only here because I can't talk to myself for an hour. That's the only problem. <laughs> no one would listen. <laughs> anyway, can I please tell you this point system that I invented? Yeah, go on. Good. Okay. Yes, you may. So, for the group stages, you will be given... Oh, God. Three points for each correct score. I don't think you really need to explain all this, to be honest. Uh, I want to, so shut up. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Did I not just say three points for the correct score? No, you said three points for the correct uh, result, so shut your face. Three points for the correct score, one point for the correct result. If you have an exact match for the group, that is not what you said. If you have the exact match... Shut up! If you have the exact match for the group, you will be given 10 points. If, however, you have the teams in the right positions, you will be given 5 points. 1 point per correct qualifier. If the table doesn't match but you do have a team going through in a qualification position um minus one point for each qualifier you said going through that goes out oh minus five points Hello. uh at the stage that your winning pick goes out minus three points for your runner up going out minus one point for your third place team going out that's interesting. I wouldn't have done it like that, but well, it's interesting to hear. That's why you're not in charge. <laughs> and I've got to have like negative lots of points at this rate. I mean, the minus five for the team going out is interesting. Because, the, yeah. like I said, <laughs> my whole reason behind this initially was to see if your winner would match the winner that it actually was. So I'm going to punish you if your winner doesn't win. <laughs> so. so we punish... See, you punished me and both, you because our winner yeah, went out the early. Same winner. Uh, so. His winner also went out, so he lost five no, but points. Ours, but ours, went, well, but ours so. went out at a group stage, so we were. Sure, that's more. That's more losses. Loss of points, right? We shall see. Yeah, it is on your point system. Uh, no, it actually says minus five points at the stage your winner goes out. Minus three plus points. But there's also minus points, points if you put the team to go plus through the, and they went out. Plus the so that's points. If you get points for negative. them going through. Plus the, the points they lose for going out in the group stage. Yeah. So that's already cost oh, us yeah, negative yeah, six that, points. Yeah. Yeah, so well, yeah, anyway, yeah. whatever. Anyway, yeah. So after group A, okay. Tom, you have one correct score. You have five points for your final standings and 11 points total. So that would also be correct results as well, which I've just put straight into points. I haven't given it its own column that's why i agree so that's why right, okay me and Phelan both had two points from the final standings but five points overall for group a because there would be correct results correct in there as results. well yeah not correct scores yeah right so after group okay. a yeah it's tom with 11 me and Phelan tied with five group b tom has a correct score which gives him three points he gets two points from the final standings of the group because he got the qualifiers right, but he didn't get the group in the right order. Oh, I did say USA then. Oh, okay. uh, your qualifier from Group B 
Yeah, I did. Was. Yeah, I did say because uh, England and USA. Yeah. 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 So um, feeling had the same. It was only me that had um, Wales going through so i lost points in this group as well because i got one of my qualifiers went out which means that's why i lost one point so yeah tom has a correct score which gives him three points two points for the final standings that gives him nine points for this group 20 points overall so far Phelan has no correct scores two points for the final standings seven points for the group which gives him a total of 12 and i only get two points at the end of this group because I've obviously lost points somewhere along the line, which gives me a subtotal of seven. So I am behind at the moment. Group C, here we go. Here's where I start to claw back a little bit. This is the Argentina group, right? You tell me. I'm not looking. I, uh, yeah, I think it is. Okay. I, I can't remember off memory. Let's see if the Argentina or France group. Group C, uh, Richard has one correct score, which gives him three points. It's five points for the final standings of the group, 11 points total for the group, which gives me 18 points. Still a way out in the lead, though, is Tom, who gets five points for the correct standings and eight points overall for the group, which gives him 28 points at the end of Group C. Phelan, you have two points for correct standings, four points overall for the group, a subtotal of 16. Group D... In third place is Michael Phelan with one correct score, which gave you three points, um, but only three points for the whole group. So you didn't get <laughs> right in that. God, that's well, tra- that's he tragic. Any qualifiers from that group, right? He got no qualifiers in this group. So, uh, you said France were going out, right? Uh, I think yeah, I he did. said France yeah, were going out in the group stage. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. So group D, his qualifiers were Denmark and Australia. Were Mark and Australia. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Denmark and Australia. Yeah. yeah. So he got one. And they finished. But he also lost a point because one of his qualifiers went out, oh, which right. was France. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So he also lost. So I would have had the same though. Uh, Tom, you have two points for this group. No correct scores. Um, gives you 30 points at the end of it. I got one correct score. Five points for the group because I obviously got some results right. Um, not scores, results. Uh, and I have 23 points at the end of Group D. Group. I am falling very far behind at this moment. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> it's about to get worse. Group E. Oh, don't tell me that. Ooh. It's the Germans. Uh, still in third place uh, with no correct scores, minus five for the final standings, <laughs> minus two points overall for the group is Phelan, which has, who has 17 points at the end of this group now. In second place with one correct score, minus five for the final standings, no points overall for the group, still on 23 is me. Tom starts pulling out his lead here. He has one correct score, five points overall for the group, and a subtotal of 35 going into Group F. Group F sees Tom drop points. 
This is the oh yeah, this, this is the Belgian is, group, isn't it? Yes. I have no qualifiers from this group. Either. He has minus two points from the final standings Yikes. of the group. Not good for them. Minus one point overall for the entire group, which gives him thirty-four points now. I get one correct score from this group, five points overall for the group, twenty-eight points. Phelan has minus one for the final standings because one of his qualifiers <laughs> obviously went out. Two points overall for the group and has 19 points. Group G. Just, just, just give up now, I think. Brazil. Third place is Phelan with two points for the correct standings. Three points overall for the group, which gives him 22 points. Richard has Whoa. three points for the group which takes his total up to 31. Tom has one correct score, which gives him three points. Five points overall for the group, plus 39 he is on now. This is where he starts to accelerate away a little bit as well. Uh, group H, Tom finishes the group with three points, which gives him 42. Yeah, I had one qualifier from this group, not both. So yeah, so you'd lose, so you'd yeah, be negative lost, lost uh, zero, basically. So... Um, so he has 42 points at the end of Group H. Richard has... That's me. I don't know why I keep saying Richard. Me. I have two points for the final standing, so I got both qualifiers right, but only one point for the group. So I've obviously lost some points there somewhere. Um, I have 32 points. Out, I guess. Yeah. Phelan gets two points for the group, and he is up to 24 points. However... Uh, no, that's the end of the group, isn't it? Yep. Yep, that's the last group. Okay, yep. so yep. that's the group stages. So now we go into the knockouts where you will get five points for every correct game that has actually come out. So the correct teams playing each other. Yeah, based on the standings in your group, yeah. Exactly, yep. Three points for the correct score, one point for the correct winner, Minus yep. one point if one of your qualifiers goes out, and then the same thing. Minus five points, minus uh, for the winner going out. Minus three points for a run-up going out. Minus one point for a third place going out. So hey, well I can't do, lose loads of points now then because my winners already gone out. <laughs> Happy days. Um, you can still lose four points for your runner-up and your third place team going out. So. Ah, shit. Plus minus one points for each qualifier you said will go through going out as well. Right. I'm going to have no points. Um, Tom, uh, yeah, steps on the gas a little bit in this round. Um, he has three correct matches. Mm -hmm. um, so Jeez. He gets 15 points for that. I mean, three out of eight isn't statistically that great. But it's better than better than the yeah. none that feeling has. The none that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, I just quit now. We'll, we'll get to you, but Tom straight away. Uh, he gets five points for qualifiers. He leaves the round of sixteen with twenty points, which gives him plus sixty-two at the moment. Nearest catcher is me. I have two correct matches. Uh, according to me, you have one. If the teams are reversed, reversed. I've still counted that as well. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, because yeah. I only have France, Poland as the correct one. Uh, um, whereas you have, you do have Senegal, England, but reverse, reverse fixture. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've counted them as okay. well. Okay. But I counted them for everyone yeah. in every round, not just me. So, uh, yeah. So I have two correct matches. I get two points from the right qualifiers. 
uh, gives me 12 points at the end of round of 16 and a subtotal of 44. So quite a way behind him at the moment. Uh, Phelan. Wow. Uh, this is where we pretty much say goodbye to you as a, <laughs> as a threat, unfortunately. Um, minus three oh, points. I think that for... happened after the group stage. He had... Yeah, you got some more points. You were up to 24. I was only on 32, so I wasn't that far behind. But here you start to fall behind. You have no correct matches, no correct scores, minus three for qualifiers, <laughs> which gives you minus three points at the end of the round of 16, and you're back down to 21. It gets worse from there into the quarterfinals. No Wait, correct well, matches, yeah. no correct scores, minus five from qualifiers minus seven for the quarterfinals back down to 14 points can you just like, do I get any points out of this at all like any well after the group stage after the group stage not really no no I mean <laughs> after like yeah I'm just just slide it's like going up a waterfall you're pretty much done at this point I'm afraid mm. yeah um I claw something back here because uh, Tom has two correct matches. I have no correct matches. However, this is the stage where it goes this a little bit wrong. A little wrong bit, yeah, because my winner goes yeah. out here. So I get two points from qualifiers. Tom gets minus eight points from qualifiers. Um, we end this round with plus two for me, minus ten for Tom. So yeah, yeah. we are now on 46 and 52 respectively. Because I think you have more semi-finalists than I do, right? Into the semi-finals, yes. That's where I start to claw this back quite a lot. Feeling you have no points at all for anything in this round. So you are still stuck on 14. No correct matches for me or Tom. One correct score for me. Oh, in the semi-final. In the semi-final. Uh, what game was that? Uh, I have not written it down. Mm. I have just said that people can go through and have a look if they want. <laughs> France winning 2 0, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably that. Yeah. Yeah, it must, must, it was the yeah, wrong must team, be. But yeah. Wrong team, but right score. <laughs> so um, qualifiers, uh, mine evens out because I had Argentina going out in the semi finals. So mine evens itself. I end up with zero. Tom, however, has minus one. Ouch. So we end this round with plus three points for me bringing me up to 49 minus one point for Tom, bringing him down to 51. Oh, getting close here. So we are getting close as we move Literally into the last, all on the final. Yeah, last two games, two happen. games. So, Third place playoff. I forget about that game. Playoff. Here is where the next thing comes in. The next points are for places. So if you picked a team in first, second, or third, if they end up in first, second, or third, you will get five points. You will get 10 points if you predict the correct winner, which none of us will now. For the third place playoff. Five points if you... No, for overall. Oh, overall, yeah, yeah. Five points if you predict the right runner up. Two points if you pick the right third place team. Mm -hmm. However, you still do have the minus five, minus three, minus one if they go out at this stage as well. So into the third place playoff. Feeling bit of spoilers, mate. You're on 14 and that's not going to change. Your final score is going to end at 14, just so you know. So you yeah. end the whole competition on 14 points. That's fairly abysmal, I must say so. Both me and Tom have no correct matches, no correct scores. However, we both get a point because we have a placed team. 
So, uh, so in the place teams, I have Argentina in my third place playoff. You have Argentina in your third place playoff. So we both get a point for that. Were they born in the third place? Though? If you listen to what I said, <laughs> you will have five points for each team that places in either first, second, or third. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. If they w- end up winning it, and you have the right, oh, winning, listen, I was listen. I was just testing you. Okay. So we both. Have no, you point. won't. We both have a point for having a place team. So we both end this round on five points. I finish on fifty-four. Tom finishes on 56. So all to play for going into the final. As we said, Phelan, you finish on 14. Correct matches. Thanks for um, reiterating that, just in case like I wasn't the people and I wasn't aware. You know. You're welcome. Just, You're just, right. rub, that, just rub that in place. a little bit. You are our third place. I've already looked at the score anyway. I know who well, you shouldn't have looked. No, Correct it, yeah. matches. Both of us have zero points. <sighs> Correct score. Well, Richard score. will win because he's got place team. Correct yeah, score. Yeah. Eight points for Richard. No points for Tom. Correct score? Uh, yeah. You said 3-3. Free, free. Uh, not... Wait, hang on. Correct score, final. Uh, oh, no, that'll be because of the result. Correct result, sorry, not correct score. Oh, France to lose. Right, yeah. got you, yeah, got you. Yeah, so I've, I've got five... I was going to say, you didn't, have a, you didn't have a 3-3 at the final. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. I, I, I had a draw for the final, so I get the points for that because I got the correct yep. uh, score. So I get three points for that, and I get five points for having the correct runner-up as well. Um, yep. Tom has no points for that. No. Richard also gets one point for having a placed team in the final. Tom has no points for that. Richard ends the final with 13 points, a final score of 67. Tom has a final score of 56. It's clearly rigged. It's clearly rigged. But do you think I'm going to get an investigation on that? I haven't bothered. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Congratulations. Well done, man. You had it all the way until the set, yeah, till the third I place. Feeling, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Um, <laughs> that is why I was quite happy yeah, that France lost the final, but also really unhappy because I didn't want Messi to win. No. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. That was um, so for 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 those of you who that was were... tragic. That, that was tragic, is what it was. Completely and utterly yeah. tragic. Yeah. Or for whom? And is that? For me, is that foreshadowing our predictions for the uh, football season in itself? No, Tom always dominates that. He always. Well, we're only like not that quite, you know. Well, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I um... so are you gonna Are you gonna run this same points total for the end of the season review as well? No, just a really complicated. No, your... no, 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 no. no, no. The, but the thing is, is that I wasn't going to do it anyway. It was literally just going to be like, oh, can you pick the right winner by picking the right results, basically. I just thought it would be a more enjoyable way of doing it rather than just, who do you think is going to win the World Cup? Yeah. I thought, well, if you think that this team's going to win the World Cup, let's see how your predictions play out to that. Well, you thought Brazil were going to win the World Cup, but actually, 
through your predictions, you had Senegal winning the World Cup, you know? <laughs> That's what my intention was initially. But then you guys started talking about points. So I thought, oh, crap, now I need to come up with points. You know, I was like, I need to come yeah, they- up with a points system. But I want the points system to reflect what I initially wanted from the predictions in the first place, which is why I had more points for correct things, minus points for for uh, qualifiers and that going out because it's like, well, no, you need to be punished because you predicted that this team was going to go through, but they didn't. So now I need to punish you for that. So, so that's why I came up with that. And for anyone who is questioning these points, I, I, I came up with these uh, after maybe the fourth or fifth game in the tournament. Because you guys kept talking about points, like Tom specifically in the group chat. Another point for me. Another point for me. Another point for me. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. that, that was yeah, that was very that was like Tom keeping his running total and yeah. uh, showing how many correct scores in the results that he had. So now I was like, right now I actually do need to come up with a point system because <laughs> they're they're keeping track of it, and I'm like, oh, I don't even know what's going on yet. I, I haven't even invented this yet. So. Um, well, I knew, I knew mine was going to be pretty bad because as the results were coming in, I'm thinking I was going back over my predictions because obviously after we had the lost episode, we messaged them to you. Yeah. And I'm yeah, going yeah. back going, I'm so screwed. <laughs> no, one, no one owes anyone any money, right? No, no one owes anyone. I, I was just about to, I was about to, quid. I was about to say that, Tom, your, uh, your money stays in your pocket this yeah. time. Yeah. So um, two of us came very close to, to money. Um, well, close, but also not close at all. Because, um, well, I was right for a while that one group was coming down to fair play. Yeah, but it wasn't the group. It wasn't yeah. the group. I said it was. But one group was coming down to fair play. That was the... Uh, uh, so that's why I said I was due some money, but also not due some money no. at all, because I was actually really far off, but also very close at the same time, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. The, pre- and- the premise was there. It was just a completely wrong... And Phelan was also there with his 4-4 draw, um, where one game ended up being 3-3, I think, and we were like, uh, right group, wrong game. Yeah, 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 Yeah. that's right, yeah. Yeah, so we both came very close on that that regard. But um, yeah, so those points were actually came up with... Uh, after about the fifth game or something like that, I came up with that 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 the way the points were going to work. And like I said, for a while there, it looked like Tom had just run away with it. Mm. It was just like, right, it's just his. Basically, yeah. me and Phelan are playing for second right now. Um, and then it was literally just the yeah the last three games. Basically, is what pulled me back into it pretty much, um, just because I had France to go as runner up. Basically, that was that was literally yeah. the only reason that I, I ended up winning in the end was because I had France to be a runner up. And see if I got with my head instead of my heart. You two you know, both had England. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So that was literally the only reason I came out no. at the end of that. So, yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there you go. Um, and let's face it. None of us would have called the fourth place team. Oh, no, of course not. No. no. Well, I had South Korea as my fourth place team, so. Who didn't have a very good tournament in the end, anyway? No. So um, no, they really, they really didn't. To be fair, but anyway, anyone who is interested in actually seeing the spreadsheet 
for that breakdown and for for the for our predictions throughout the entire tournament and the points breakdown uh it will be available for download on our patreon so if you head over to our patreon account the document will be there for all members of a certain tier um details and links will be in the description so head over there become a member and you will get a copy of that document for yourself in, in, in case you're interested in seeing how it all broke down without me just rattling off results and points you can see it for yourself in front of you so yeah head over there for that i don't think it i don't think, it, I don't think anybody needs to read my abject failure <laughs> it's always fun yeah. to see someone fail So, would anyone like to hear some yeah. of our good takes and bad takes from the tournament? Yep, go ahead. Yep. So, we'll to go with the good takes first because that's boring. We want to hear the bad stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you want to go first, Phelan? Because uh, your good takes are no, really, I'll let you very go, mate. small. I'll let you go. I'll let <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Thanks. Not, I haven't got a lot written down here. Uh, Phelan, you, you, you came into the tournament with vim and vigor. No. Well done. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's, got, he's got Japan to beat Spain, so that's a good result. That was a good pick. Mm-hmm. That's a good take. You said Japan would beat Spain in the group stage, and you said Japan would qualify for the second round. Other than that, it's not a lot. You said USA Wales would be a draw, and that Australia would beat Tunisia. And that's all I've got written down for good takes for England. I mean, Japan, Spain is, yeah, that's, that's a, good a good take. But the other yeah, ones yeah. are pretty... Not so much. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us would have... I mean, Australia, Tunisia, you could go either way on that, really, couldn't you? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard. Yeah. So your good takes. I don't see Denmark being anything special. Which, uh, yeah, you were right about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you literally hit the nail on the head with that, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I thought they would be a bit better than they were, but you know, they didn't really progress at all from uh, their good Euros. Um, yeah, they had pretty much stinker of a World Cup. I told you, man, the, the Euros was all a crest and a wave. That was all that was. They've never been anything special, to be honest with you. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everyone was like, well, they did well in this one tournament, and Christian Eriksen's back, so therefore they will win the World Cup. And I was like, no. I don't think anyone said they would win the World Cup, Richard. Well, yeah. A little bit too it's far. A little bit too far with that. Well, I, had them, I had them going out in the second round, so I obviously didn't fancy them that much. Political license. Come on. Yeah, dear. Anyway, uh, Belgium's time has gone, you said. And uh, yeah, you were proved right in, uh, in massive fashion. They were an absolute flop. Maybe the biggest flop of the tournament. Sure, we'll talk about that more as we go on. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you had France going to the final and losing, which was the correct prediction. I also had them losing on. No, I had them losing oh, after extra time. I think I didn't have I them losing. Remember, but you, but yeah, that was a yeah. correct prediction. My good takes. I'm not going to say much more other than I've obviously got a few good correct scores there. Yeah, quite. I mean, you, you had the most correct scores out of all of us, so. Yeah, I also said that Poland versus Mexico would be quite dull and not interested in this game at all. But I still put it would be 2-1, which doesn't make any sense, even though it ended 0-0. <laughs> so I contradicted myself there with that. I don't know why. Um, we'll talk about this a bit more when, the, when we talk about Belgium, but I, I did say that Eden Hazard seems like a lost cause at this point. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why he was starting for Belgium in this tournament at all. I don't know. No idea. He came off uh, quite a lot. Quite a few times I found he came off. He wasn't really... 
think he played 90 minutes, did he, at all? I don't think he played 90 minutes the whole tournament. Oh, did he not play? Okay. No. But he, he did start. No, I don't think he did. Yeah, he started all the games, but he didn't complete 90 minutes. <laughs> he didn't last, no. I did wonder if Germany could put... Did have anyone that could put the ball in the net at all Just in this tournament? Like and yeah. they didn't. I mean, they scored in every game, but defensively, they weren't great. Uh, other than that, I've got Lewandowski to score against France in the second round. I've just, I said this this Germany team is clearly not as good as past teams, which I've I've I've, I've written clearly in in capital letters here as well. Okay, clearly not as good as past teams. This Germany team, yeah. clearly. Is this? Th- do you know, does this feel like a Tom bragging session by any chance? It better not be because I trounced him in the scores. So, you know. <laughs> that's pretty much where the good takes end for me. So we're going to the stuff we really want to hear. Yeah, the bad, the bad stuff. bad yeah. stuff. And I'll get my stuff out of the way first because... Oh, yeah, because so- soften the blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. yeah, yeah. mine's, mine's going to be a laundry list. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go into Denmark uh, because we already mentioned Denmark. Uh, Canada will be the surprise package of the tournament. It's clearly my worst take. That was a group oh, that cost you a lot, a lot. I think. It's weird because if I took was, Morocco yeah. instead of Canada, who were in the same group, I would have been absolutely. Yep. I had a Canada. Oh, mate, you'd have, been laughing, you'd have been laughing to the bank, wouldn't you, really? I, mean, I, only, I only had a Canada go to the second round, but still, if I'd said Morocco instead. Yeah. Uh, that knows? group really you'd cost you'd you you'd in the points. One thing I will say, though, I've. I've Thought Canada were okay. I didn't think they were a terrible. Team I or think uh, come next World Cup when they're hosting with a little bit more training and someone that can put the ball in the net, I think that they'll be all right. Actually, I don't. I don't see them like you know tearing up trees. They're not going to do like go on a massive run to like the third place or something like that. No. But they could maybe, depending on the group that they're in, get out of the yeah, group. They could get out of their group. With yeah, the home yeah, advantage yeah. and things like that, they, I yeah. could see them getting out of their group. It all depends. If like they get, if it. they get a good draw, a good draw, and they need someone that can put the ball in the net because that was their major problem yeah. in one of their games. I they cannot remember what it is. Well. They missed a penalty. Um, Alfonso Davis missed a penalty. Yeah, they, yeah, Belgium. but there yes. was one game yeah. where they dominated it. But Cro- they just they, they, I watched them against Croatia and they had a lot of chances at the start of the second half they when it was um, the ball two, in there. Mm. they just no it was 1-0 Croatia at the time and they had a lot of chances um, and then Croatia scored the second and then they just kind of ran away with it afterwards but there was a yeah. period of about 25 minutes half an hour either side of half time where they really should have scored yeah there was, yeah. the, I mean, most of their games that were like that. To be fair, they should have scored like way more goals than they actually did, but they just couldn't find anyone to put the ball in the net, and I think that's what cost them. So, but yeah, with home field advantage, practice under their belt of a World Cup now, you know, relatively recent practice as yeah. well, because they 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 automatically qualify for the next tournament, which helps them, I think. Um, a good draw, a favourable draw, and someone that can actually score one or two goals. I think that they could get out of the group in the next tournament. Well, they'll it's, be it's a seeded team, right won't now, they? Yeah, because they're the hosts. Yeah, I think. Was that sorry? They're a seeded team, aren't they? They'll now be seeded, being yeah, the host, yeah. so they should. Yeah. yeah, so they should avoid one of the um, group winners from mm. either Europe or Asia. Um, yeah, well, there's about, there's about well, so they should. They should in the next World Cup, right? Yeah, there's so. there's a lot well, of not teams not necessarily. Be that's being reviewed now after I this World yeah, Cup yeah, and the, the way the group stage is finished. I don't think they'll change it. I yeah. think they'll just. No, I can't know. see them doing it. More, more, more. 
You know, that's what they're going to want to do. Uh, um, I have a bad text for myself. I said I've never been convinced by Alvaro Morata, who then have proceeded to score in every group game for Spain. I'm pretty sure all of us said that, though, didn't we? Probably, yeah. Probably yeah. yeah. Right down for myself. And I said the England-Iran game would be a boring 1-0 to England, and we'd struggle because of that. <laughs> Where it was completely the opposite. We I said we lose quite so. easily. Yes, well, we'll get onto that. Okay, sorry, we'll get ahead of myself, <laughs> ruining his bit. Sorry. Um, yeah, you got to let Tom have his bit. So, going on to the final that I predicted, the final I predicted was Brazil versus England. Mm-hmm. Brazil were only three minutes away from getting to the semis if they held on against Croatia. If Harry Kane had scored that penalty against France. Who knows? So it's if or buts. It could have happened mm-hmm. in under different circumstances, possibly. Who knows? Um, you know, we'll get into that more, I guess. Uh, uh, onto the bad takes for who wants to go first, Feeling or Rich? Uh, let's go with me. Yeah, you want to go on first? Yeah, yeah. I think Feelings might be funnier. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see. Uh, you're welcome. South Korea getting to the semi-finals, Richard. South Korea getting fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't quite work out. They only qualified for the second round on their last-minute goal. Yeah. And then got trounced six-one by Portugal in the second round. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was no. It was um, Brazil, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah. It was Switzerland. Brazil, yeah. Yeah, Switzerland got beat six-one by Portugal. Uh, South Korea got beat four-one, I think, by Brazil. They were falling down a half. Yeah, time. they were three 0 up by like twenty minutes, weren't they? Yeah, it was really ridiculous. poor in this tournament. Actually, surprisingly poor. I, I, I was, I was actually genuinely surprised about how bad they actually were in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Don't know how they managed to get out of the group. Although I've, I've completely bypassed your worst prediction, which was Germany to win the whole tournament. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that that. That's the same as you saying, you know, well, Brazil to win the whole tournament. Yeah, they you got know. to the quarterfinals, at least. Yeah, but I mean, if you pick one of the big teams in the world, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that that's a terrible. It just happened to be that Germany were bloody awful at this tournament, you know? Like, I mean, look at them going in through qualifying. They look decent through qualifying. A lot of teams look decent through but qualifying. Yeah, very Belgium, true. Denmark, yeah. so, you know, I probably wouldn't put a lot of weight down to qualifying anymore I guess no, I suppose yeah it's not really yeah. it doesn't seem to be a very good barometer anymore uh, does it yeah, although um, Morocco their qualifying actually seemed to work out quite well they were really good at qualifying and they were really good in this tournament yeah, so. yeah. Um, I mean we all had bad takes when it came to Argentina against Saudi Arabia Yeah, 5-0 5-0 6-0 whatever but I think you had the highest I believe you had 6 Nil, possibly. Probably. Uh, you also had a bad take when it came to the England-Iran game. <laughs> this is Iceland <laughs> over it, yeah. you said. And 1-0 uh, to Iran. That was your final score for that one. And England won <laughs> 6-2. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hands up to that one for sure. Poland-Mexico will be a decent game. 3-2 win for Poland. Not good. Uh, Something about Germany there, right? Uh, yeah, got lots of stuff about Germany. I'm going to bypass that. You got okay. Wales to beat Iran 4 0. That's pretty bad. Belgium to beat Morocco 4 0. But then, to be fair, we all said that would be a big win for Belgium. Uh, I don't think any of us could have um, foreseen how good Morocco would be. And then the worst take of them all, or well, the funniest one for me, anyway, 
was your opinion on France versus Netherlands in the quarterfinals. Which never happened. So oh, no, 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 it never happened. <laughs> it never happened. So France versus Netherlands in the quarterfinal, which was supposed to be... Uh, which which was supposed to be... You said France-Netherlands. It was actually France-England as the city quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. And you said Netherlands will not win because they don't have a striker like Harry Kane up top. So there you go. And you mocked me for saying that England would score three against France, even though they missed a penalty and probably should have had another one. Which probably, they probably could have. I, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. You're taking a lot of these out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, no. was going to say you can't, you can't jump on him for that one. I am pretty sure that we mocked you for that because in another game you said, "Oh, like a, a stupid result." You're like, "Oh no, this team will only score like." Four against this team against yeah, France, yeah, but like and, that, yeah. And, yeah, and it was like you know, like I, I there was there was a result beforehand that you said, oh yeah, Canada are going to beat someone like seven nil, and then England will only score three against them. So it was like, yeah. well, well, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it really depends on that one. Have you seen all the Premier League scores recently, Richard? Before I start my next... No, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. I, I still haven't so seen So Everton today, got a 1 1 draw at Man City, right? Yeah. And then proceeded to go and lose 4 1 at home to Brighton. Yeah. So I'm saying that it's not, you know, some results will surprise you, you know. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that we mocked you because of. Like what you said, you were like, "Oh, the the defense is so strong that they'll they'll only the one way, goal. I think it was also the way you said it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly <laughs> what was said for now, but you're taking that entirely out of context. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But the important <laughs> and, thing is you said, and also, <laughs> yeah, go on, France sorry. didn't keep a clean sheet in the entire tournament, so uh, yeah, they were always going to ship against goals. Morocco. They did, and I think that was it. Um, yeah, I think Morocco was anyone. Um, also, yeah. Harry Kane did score in that game, so you know technically I was right. But you said Netherlands wouldn't win because they don't have Harry Kane, and Netherlands didn't win because they don't have Harry but Kane. England there you go. Win. I rest England my case. England, England didn't like win this. even though they have <laughs> Harry Kane. So, you know, it, Harry Kane is not the difference in England beating France or anyone beating so France. Where, so, so, yeah, so, better. where did the Netherlands get to? Quarterfinals. Where did England get to? Quarterfinals. Who went? Who scored more goals? What in the core final? Harry Kane or or or, or uh, the Netherlands striker? Is it? Oh, Bakewell's they they yeah. scored yeah. too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right. Okay. What's the point here? Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at. I don't know what I'm getting at either. Anyway, I'm trying to defend myself. We'll, we'll move on to Feeland then for the bad takes. Uh, as mentioned, Feeland. Oh, uh, do we have to? No correct round of sixteen games. Pretty poor there, really. Um. He said France won't qualify from their group. I'm pretty sure he had them. I'm surprised you didn't well, start didn't with you? that one. I'm surprised yeah, you didn't should, start should, with I that one. I've got that one underlined. France won't qualify from their group. Although, on recent history, you've been right because um, all the champions have gone out of the group stage, haven't they, in recent World Cups? Yes. So I can see your, your yes. thinking behind that. But it was a bad take because they started off pretty hot didn't they? and then didn't really stop from there. Switzerland versus Cameroon. Entertaining <laughs> It was anything but. I'm pretty sure both you and I said this was going to be really boring as well, didn't we? Uh, you said 0-0, yeah. he said 4-4, and I said 1-0, Switzerland, which was the correct score. 
so yeah, it was anything but. Uh... <laughs> Although, as we said, one of the games in this group, three three draw. So yeah, he, yeah, it was close. Yeah. His, his yeah. psychic radar was just a touch uh, off there. He needed to calibrate it a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> I've got this in feeling section, but um, I think you both were guilty of this. Never write off the Germans. We'll say quite a lot. Nah, that was all uh, feeling. I I knew all along that you know, they were going to go. Never write off yeah, those Germans. Yeah. Don't run off. No, nah, I'm pretty sure that was feeling that said that. I I didn't I didn't say anything like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you did. Africa is on its way down. Unfortunately, that's what you said. Apparently, about uh, all the African teams. But uh, Morocco did pretty well in this tournament, reached the semi-finals. To be fair, I'm pretty sure I had that same opinion as well. Maybe. And Morocco maybe, did maybe, really maybe. surprise me at this tournament. So This is kind of half and half. Looking on paper, England should wipe the floor with Iran, but have the ability to botch this spectacularly. Did he, did he say England will win this one? Fa- that, is, that, is, that is factually correct, though. That is correct, though. You were right on that one. I'm pretty sure that, they did that, have England to fun. win this game anyway. So. No. And you had Poland going to the semi-finals as well. So, yep. so that, that is, I think that's pretty much it for good takes and bad takes. I hope you all enjoyed that segment. Well, I mean, I'm going to add the bad take in there as well. Oh, that, um I, 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 I know you mentioned it with the round of 16 games, but yeah, your knockout predictions were appalling. I mean, you didn't get one team... Yeah be on the round of 16 <laughs> right um so yeah um I, I think that that's a bit of a, a good hot take as well uh on that front um yeah but yeah sorry to kick you while you're down feeling but i just thought that that was really so funny I, that as soon as we got to the quarterfinals you were done out of this so out of this competition done, that entirely. <laughs> You know, we all have good takes and bad takes, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, none of us are, you know, I mean, esteemed experts. Or you you will is. prove us all wrong come the end of the season where Isaac is the top goal scorer in the Premier League. Does anyone else have anything else they want to talk about? Um, we're going to talk about uh, the big teams failing in the World Cup, right? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Unless Fielder wants to talk about anything else. I think that was Fielder's topic. Wasn't I was, it? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Just what do we think was the re- was the reasoning behind it? Because it wasn't like just one of them fell over; a lot of them fell over. And in theory, yeah. having a Winter World Cup, you would have thought. The conventional thing was players would be more refreshed, but I think with the way that all the fixtures got lumped together, especially the Champions League, do you think that actually had more of a knock-on effect than anybody expected? Possibly. I don't know, man, because so, I think if you look at a lot of the... I mean, Morocco, like, none of their players play in Morocco. They all play in Europe as well. Yeah, so what do you think is the, what do you think caused it? Do you think it's a lack of talent coming through? Do you think it's... And the, the a lot of them have got older established coaches over kind of the newer breed coming through, so maybe not tactically diverse enough. I don't know. I because think there were some spectacular failures. Pretty old, and he did all right, didn't he? Yeah. But in yeah. terms of an international um, manager, he's still fairly new, isn't he? He's not been in the job that that long. I don't know. Nearly. Don't when you think of like Ger- Germany now, isn't he? It? But Deschamps didn't have a club, didn't really have much of a club career, did he? He went pretty much straight into international management where you compare it to Germany's manager who spent a long time 
uh, in club football. You think of Roberto Martinez, spent a lot of time in club football. He's been Belgian manager for a long time. Didn't really. I don't ever think pick anybody Martinez out of expected. That good a manager anyway. Have you guys seen the rumours about Martinez today? No. Going to become the next yeah, Portugal manager? P- Portugal manager, yeah. Which I thought was a real we move real, right out of left field. Well, that's a bad move. For Portugal them, not winning anything for a while as well, then. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand that take at all. Let's take the manager from the team that crashed out in the group stage spectacularly and uh, he'll win us he'll win us stuff. I don't, I don't get that one at Not all. even that. The one that's had this supposed golden generation of, yeah. of talent and done really not a lot with it. So what was the main problem with Belgium in this tournament then we feel? Why did they fail? Like I said, I think that, I, like I said right from the beginning, I think their time had come and gone and they didn't strike while the iron was hot. They were Spursy, basically. <laughs> uh, it's the same, it's the same yeah. thing. It was like you had the chance, you had the talent, you probably had the best team at one stage and you just didn't make it count. You had the wrong person in at the wrong time. You had players that bottled it when it came we're to... more interested in calling each other old which i thought was really strange if you'd heard some yeah. of their press conferences you've got de bruyne calling the defense old and then you've got the going on tv saying maybe we're not as old as uh you lot are older than us and it was just like yeah what what what, what is this and de bruyne they were literally saying sniffing at each other well. in interviews yeah de bruyne said that he thought their time had gone as well didn't he no, before the tournament. He did, yeah. Which is not really, you know, oh, he was right, but um, it's not really a positive thing to say going to the tournament, is it? I think their period was... Um, 16, 18. 16, 18, for sure. Maybe you could push it back to 14, but I still think they were kind of a bit too inexperienced by that point. But 16, 18, for sure, they should have won something then. Yeah. And and they didn't. And it's their time has gone now. And there's not really any quality coming through underneath them. I mean, if you look at their forward line, they had what, Batshuayi? Batshuayi up front. Up yeah. front. And that guy struggled to score even when the ball accidentally hit him and went into the goal, you know? Yeah. It was like he he's not a Lukaku, and Lukaku couldn't see. Lukaku score, did have a good time He was, I mean, he went in going in injured, though, didn't he? Yeah. So that was. That he was had a stinker yeah. in that last group game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, absolutely awful. Um, and then you look at who, you know, Eden Hazard's, like we said, he's he's pretty much done now. He's he, I think he's finished pretty much at the highest, highest level. Um, I mean, his brother was better than him in this tournament and he's not really considered anything special. But then they've got no one coming in underneath these great players that are now cycling out, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. can you name another... The uh, Belgian midfielder that's going to be able to do what Kevin De Bruyne does. I mean, he wasn't great in this tournament either. But no. I mean, is there any? I mean, who's gonna who's gonna replace him? There's there's no one coming through. That's the problem. And and yeah, I think they didn't strike while the iron was hot, and their time is gone now. They had the wrong manager in at the at the right time. Unfortunately, yeah, you I know? think that's right. Yeah. I mean, they need to start blooding younger talent if they have the talent available. But it's Spain. Yeah. It's the same thing with Spain as well. Is their time came and went. They struck, though. That was the difference. Spain won when they had their generation. Yeah. But as soon as that generation went, there was no one else really coming up to take over the mantle. You know, there was, there, you know, as soon as Iniesta, Xavi, 
uh, Alonso, um, as soon as these players all stepped down, it was, uh, I mean, you've only got Busquets left now and he's still probably their best player and he's like, what, 106? Something like that, you know? like. Ouch. <laughs> Do you think Spain need to change their their fo- footballing philosophy? Because in every game, they dominated a lot of the ball, completed five, 600 passes per game. But outside of putting and seven past Costa Rica, which was a real kind of anomaly. The only other person who got on the score sheet was Morata. I don't. And I feel like they that they've been found out a little bit now by teams that can defend. Yeah, definitely. That pack the midfield, that pack the uh, that pack the penalty box, and basically just say to Spain, break us down. I think we know you've comes... got nobody really that's an explosive goal scorer. Break us down, and we'll just hit you on the counter attack. I think it comes down to the same thing with club football again. Is that um, you, you, you shouldn't be looking to do um, a certain style of football if you don't have the players that can do it, you know. Being able to keep the ball is fine, that's great, but what are you going to do with it, you know? That's, the yeah, and then if you do lose the ball, you now can't defend. So it's like you need to start playing to your strengths. Okay, so we don't have anyone. We have a, a, a big centre-forward that we could probably play off if we got the ball into him. Doesn't, I'm not talking about long balls. I'm just saying, if we look to play with the the target man a little bit more, I mean, you said it yourself, Morata was, he scored in every game in that he played. Stage, yeah. yeah. So that was the way they should have been going. But even when the chips were down, they were like, nah, we'll just keep doing it. They were it. too predictable. Yeah. And they didn't have a plan B. Yeah, I was going to say, against Morocco, chasing the game at the end, instead of trying to get the ball forward as quickly as possible, it was playing it across the centre circle, yeah. playing it back again. And still making playing side across field pass. Yeah. yeah, there was no. It didn't strike me that they had any urgency to go out and really kind of force the issue, force the result. But this is the problem with having a a, a philosophy. You know, is that there is no plan B, and it's like, well. What do we do now? Uh, let's just keep doing Plan A and hope that Plan A eventually works. And 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 yeah, I, I don't. It's the same thing with club football. Like I said, I don't think that you should have a a way that you play. You should be flexible. One thing I would say about Spain is they do have a lot of good young talent coming through, which I think is something Belgium don't have. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So they've, they've got a bright future. I think ahead of them. The thing is, it's a bigger country as well, though, isn't it? There's yeah, a bigger yeah. population, so there is more likely to be more people coming yeah. through. You just need to figure out. How but if they playing. don't start playing a different way of football, they as I think Rich you said earlier, they're just predictable. You mm. kind of know what they're oh, going to do. Tough. You know they're going to have eighty percent of the ball, but you also know they're not really going to do a lot with it, and they are very vulnerable to. The counter-attack, either the ball over the top that splits the defence or, or the quick kind of uh, movement through uh, midfield in between the lines on transition. So it's all well and good having all these great crop of youngsters, but I don't think unless they sort of update what they're planning to do, it's not going to really serve them much in the future. You'll see the Spain of the late 90s, early 2000s again. But this is why I don't think that you should ever base your whole especially international level as well, you shouldn't base your whole thing around one philosophy because you might strike gold in that period that Spain did, you know, for that, what, that's eight-year period, 
they they won three tournaments in a row, right? Six years. Six years. Okay. So for a six year period, yeah. they struck gold, and they were just you know like it worked and it worked perfectly. But the problem is, is that soon as you start removing bits and pieces, it's like well now we're trying to get lesser ability players to play that same way, which is why I think you should have a more rounded philosophy. You know, it's the same thing with um, Germany, you know, Germany for that brief period, that brief window, they got it spot on and they, you know, they hit gold, but then it's like, well, now you've got players that can't do it. And now, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. And, but that all comes down to, I think at clubs it's different because you can have a philosophy for two or three years, but then with the turnover of players that you can start changing your philosophy, teams won't anymore. But the point is, you can. But at international level, you or can't you can really in- do that. Or you can insert new player into this role to carry on what you want to do because, in theory, you can just buy players with the go same and ability. You can buy someone. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can't yeah. do that at international level. You, you, you need to work with what you've got. have to be adaptable. Got. Yeah. And I think that Spain is an example of a team that can't do that. Belgium... I don't even think they ever tried to do anything like that. I don't know what... I think the the problem with Belgium is I just don't think they had the right man in charge. No, I, I'd agree with that. Um, Couldn't really get the best out. Didn't know really what to do in terms of how to play using Lukaku. Yeah. Whether you wanted to play him as the target man that everything feeds off, whether you wanted to play up through the lines using a De Bruyne and a Hazard to kind of build your play through. They, they never really kind of decided what they were going to do and how they were going to use him. I think the problem is as well is that they, you know, um, didn't take Marouane Fellaini. I think that that's <laughs> the biggest problem, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mm. Hit but, it down on the head. Richard's the Belgian manager. That's right. Uh, I'll get I'll get you a trophy. Though. I mean, probably not now. You're not good enough anymore. But, you know. Um, but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> I think the reliance on, on, on Azard as well was a... Uh, was a big problem is like well this is our man and if we're going to stick with him no matter what didn't understand that at all I, I would say I would say like the reliance on Hazard and De Bruyne the two real creative players in the team that if all else fails give the ball to one of them two and they'll make something happen kind of doesn't situation. seem to be the same playing for Belgium that he is for Man City either certainly not in this tournament no. he is he is no. Belgium's equivalent of Steven Gerrard or Frank Lampard <laughs> You know, more Gerard, I'd say destroys it at their club, but just doesn't mm. bother at uh, mm. international level. Comparison, yeah. Um, so, so why did Germany fail then? They first of all couldn't put it in the net. They didn't have a goal scorer. They didn't have a threat, and the same kind of thing with Belgium is that they just didn't utilize the players that they had they they didn't have any forward thrust about them and perhaps it was the wrong man in charge i don't know i mean he didn't seem to have a plan for when it went wrong yeah i think playing quite have at front is a bit strange as well chelsea are doing that at the moment as well though aren't they i don't know why with this chelsea seem to be doing it mm. you know he's not a well, i wasn't sure at any point if I wasn't sure if Havers was a false nine or the number nine at any point during uh, Germany's setup. 
think he was because like he didn't. He never really half, wasn't he? He, ne- <laughs> he? he never really seemed to get really into the box in any real kind of attacking scenario. And even when after they'd gone behind against Costa Rica, that most of his goals came from well, his goals came from being in a deep position, bursting into the box. But he was on the pitch as their centre forward, so it was like he wasn't give them different messages on kind of where to play because when the Germany had the ball out wide they didn't have that person in the box to feed it into it was always going back on itself across the 18 yard box I think the problem as well is is that if you look at him as playing as a false number nine he didn't have runners going beyond him so it's like well great you're going to drop in and and be the man that we try and link off of but then there's no one going in behind him so it's like well What's the point? Now we're just coming backwards again. Yeah. So, I mean, if the you look mid- at that, the midfield Spain- never gambled. Yeah, if you look at the Spain team that uh, had um, what Fabregas up as the false number nine, they had players that went beyond him to, you know, they didn't score a lot of goals in that tournament because they were boring as hell to watch. But at least they had players that went beyond the false nine, you know, and that's if you're playing a false nine, that's what you need. Or you need a number nine that's going to be in the box. For to be a target man, and they like I said, he just didn't seem to do either. He just seemed to be lost an eight and a half somewhere in Pretty there, much, just yeah. kind of yeah. I mean, you look at that midfield for Germany; they're like very strong midfield, mm. like Kimmich, Gundogan, Masiela, um, Thomas Müller, Thomas Müller, Sane. Um, but, but yeah, but Masiela was the only player that actually tried to get beyond Havertz consistently nobody else really yeah. put the shift to put the gamble in or put the shift in to, to really try and go to go ahead of him it was look- Havertz got the ball looks around and now everybody's behind him yeah. nobody's yeah. going going ahead of him other than Musiala and Musiala the ball can't just kept coming back into midfield again didn't it it just didn't really do a lot it did yeah I probably would no. have played um, Muller up front if it was me personally I think he's much more Inclined to get in the box than Havertz would. I mean, they look pretty promising when uh, that that uh, big striker out front, full full quirk. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a lot of experience yeah. at the international he, level, but he looked decent because they had a target. Well, it gave yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say it gave them the focal point, mm. and it's the only time they looked reasonable against Spain was when he came on and he scored against Spain, if yeah. I remember rightly. That's right. Yeah. Um, and the same against Costa Rica when they were chasing the game when they were 2-1 down. It gave Havertz someone to play off of in that false nine position that he was in. Mm. And it suddenly gave the defenders someone to think about in the box that was going to be that presence, that physical presence. And they seem very reluctant to actually start him in any games, though, for some reason. I yeah, I was really surprised he did not start against Costa Rica after coming on against Spain and doing really well. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. It's the same thing with the Netherlands and uh, Veghorst, though, wasn't it? You know, like he he came on and all of a sudden they had a target man. Yeah, to yeah, play he and, made a massive impact, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it was just like they were a completely different team. As soon as they had a focal point to go through, it's almost like a centre forward is actually a good thing. Oh, who would have known? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I am going to move us on to the Hall of Fame, sacked in the morning Hall of Fame, gentlemen. Um, 
And seeing as this is our last one about World Cups, this is another World Cup inspired one. But there is a little bit of a difference and you will see what I mean when we get to it. But we shall start, gentlemen, with this week's Hall of Fame and inspired by a comment that I heard during one of the World Cup games. The greatest players to never play at a World Cup. Oh. So... Okay. Ryan Joseph Giggs was born on the 29th of November, 1973 in Cardiff, United Kingdom. Giggs began his youth playing at Dean's FC, who were coached by Man City scout Dennis Schofield, who recommended him to said club and took him into their school of excellence. At the age of 14, he was approached personally by Sir Alex Ferguson and brought into the youth system at Old Trafford. He made his professional debut in 1990 at the age of 17, and he spent his entire professional career with the club. At international level, Giggs began as a captain of England schoolboys, but had always decided to represent Wales at senior level, even though he had no choice in doing so anyway. He made his debut in May 91 against Poland in a 2-1 victory. He went on to make 64 appearances, but never qualified for a major tournament. However, in 2012, Giggs did play at a major international tournament, representing Great Britain at the London Olympics, captaining the side and becoming the oldest outfield player and scorer in Olympic history. He played 963 times at club level, scoring 168 goals, with 68 international caps scoring 13 times. He won 13 league titles, seven domestic cups, two Champions Leagues, one UEFA Super Cup, one Intercontinental Cup, one FIFA Club World Cup, two PFA Young Player of the Year awards, one PFA Player of the Year award, two BBC Sports Personality of the Year awards, named in the PFA Team of the Century, GQ Sports Man of the Year, two Welsh Footballer of the Year awards, a Golden Foot award, IFFHS legend and English Hall of Fame inductee, as well as receiving an OBE. Or will it be George Best, who was born on the 22nd of May 1946 in Belfast, United Kingdom? At the age of 15, Best was spotted by Man United scout Bob Bishop and made his professional debut at age 17 in a 1-0 victory against West Bromwich Albion. He would go on to play at a number of different clubs around the world before retiring in 1984. His international career began in 1964 and he only played 37 times for Northern Ireland, again, never playing at an international tournament. He played 705 times at club level, scoring 251 times and nine times for his country. He won two league titles, one European Cup, a Football Writers Award Footballer of the Year, one Ballon d'Or, BBC Sports Personality Lifetime Achievement Award, named in Football League 100 Legends, the FIFA 100, number five in the FIFA Player of the Century, eight in the world sports greatest players of the 20th century and the inaugural inductee into the English Hall of Fame. Discuss. Two heavy hitters there. Hey, you picked some zingers today. Jeez. Mm. So why did you pick these two in particular? Just because they're British players that didn't play at the World Cup? 
Don't ask me that question. Carry on. Okay. Well, that's a... Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, obviously, for us, you know, Brian Giggs was our generation. We saw him play for pretty much his whole career, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we, we, we saw Giggs play week in, week out for, for Man United. So it's probably a lot more easy to judge him than, than George Best, right? You know, because he's before our time. But, you know, what we've seen of George Best in videos and whatever, you know, what a magnificent player, you know. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's certainly a, a difficult one to pick. If you're going purely by what you've, what you've seen more of, then you'd probably pick gigs. But if you look at kind of impact at the time, then possibly you'd go with um, George Best. Because culturally, iconically, in terms of like the first, you know, real celebrity footballer, he was that person. Yeah. Uh, it's an absolute humdinger of a choice. It's a very hard choice this week, I'll be honest with you, mate. To, I don't think you could, I mean, obviously you could say one is better than the other, but, you know, um, I think they're two very good play two very great players who won pretty much everything in their career there was to win at club level anyway uh, not so much international um uh, yeah we'll we'll get on to that point in a minute but carry on with your thought process yeah so making a choice is very difficult um but i'm going to give it to george best just about i just think he's the was the better player more of the iconic more of an iconic player maybe you know Okay. Think gigs. He's thinking. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Plus, do you want to give, it over. Do you really want to give uh, gigs a Hall of Fame award right now? I mean, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, obviously, but I'm I'm very much. Let's just concentrate on the football <laughs> side of things. Let's yeah, not, that's all we want to concentrate on. This football. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go George Best. Okay. Fair enough. Um, th- yeah. Simply so my the best. My argument um, against this was um, I actually. Doing this research, never realised how overrated George Best actually was. Oh, um, he is going to be okay. he's going to be my new hot example take. of take. Uh, yeah hot take. But he's going to be my new example of um, arguing against your point that the best players always rise to the top and go to the greatest teams because he spent a couple of seasons playing in the second division. Um, he also only ever won two league titles, one European Cup. No no FA Cup, no League Cup. He oh, so really... only the league titles in the European Cup. Only those. Okay. But he but you compare it to the uh, thirteen league titles, seven domestic cups, two European Cups, three other continental cups that Ryan Giggs won. I mean that's not all down to him though, it's the, the team effort. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I'm just yeah. I'm going to start using him as my example of yeah. The best players don't always make it to the well, best teams today. He was the his name is George Best. Best players. Most Did he players. play for Real Madrid, Barcelona? He no. played for Man United when they won yeah, the European the Cup. Second pretty division. good, yeah. You know. No. But anyway, okay. So from Europe, George Best. 
Anthony Yabawa was born on the 6th of June, 1966, in Kumasi, Ghana. (laughs) He began his playing career at Asante Kotoko in 1981, playing a further eight years in his native Ghana before moving to Eintz FC Saarbrücken in the German Bundesliga. Easy for you to say. And that was butchered. Yeah, uh, becoming one of the first black players to do so, and becoming the first black player to become a German team's club captain at Eintracht Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. He made his international debut in 1985, scoring 29 goals in 59 appearances, and is the fourth top goal scorer for Ghana. Although never appearing at a World Cup, he did play in three African Cup of Nation tournaments. He played in 415 career games, scoring 187 goals, winning four league titles, one domestic cup, one continental cup, four times league top goal scorer, and Ghanaian footballer of the year. Or will it be George Tolan Mane Opong Usman Weir? <laughs> Who was born on the fourth? uh, How many times did you have to practice that? That's the first time I've actually said it out loud. So um, (laughs) he was born on the fourth, the first of October, nineteen sixty-six, in Monrevio, Liberia. Liberian girl. Um, He began his youth career at Young Survivors and made his professional debut. Good name for a team. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like that. Um, It is. Yeah. He made his professional debut in 1985 at the age of 19 for Liberian side. This one's better. Bong Range United. Nah, I like Young Young Survivors. Survivors. Yeah, Yeah. okay, fair enough. Yeah. He would move to Cameroonian side uh, uh, Toner Yuande in 1987, only staying for one season before being signed for £12,000 by then FC Monaco manager Arsene Wenger. Oh, who's that then? He made his international debut at age 20 in 1986 against Sierra Leone. Much like Yeboa, he did manage to qualify with Liberia for two African Cup of Nations and only missed out on the World Cup qualification by one point in 2002. He made 478 appearances at club level, netting 193 times, 75 caps and 18 goals at international level. He won five league titles, six domestic cups, West African Nations runner-up, African Footballer of the Year three times, uh, World Eleven four times, Champions League Golden Boot winner, uh, one Onze d'Or, one Ballon d'Or, one FIFA Fair Play Award, one FIFA World Player of the Year runner-up, the IFFHS African Player of the Century, 100 Greatest Footballers of All Time, the FIFA 100, and he's also the President of Liberia. The current President of Liberia. Current President of, of this Liberia, recording. As of this recording, yes. Yeah. That's why I said there's a bit of a twist this week, gentlemen. Yeah, so. I, I see that. I can yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. So, who are you choosing out of those two? Yeah, I've got a pretty straightforward answer. It's going to be George Ware. Having watched a lot, you know, watched a lot of Italian football and things like that, he's just an outrageously good player. Really good player. Scored one of the best goals of of I've seen. Um, always played with a, like a smile on his face. Always, um, yeah, he's just. Just such a good player, such a like, just a genuine, seemed like a genuine person as well. To be fair, and you know, he's, he was just he was just great. 
he was kind of the Italian player in the Italian league that I just generally thought, you know what, I like watching you play. Quite happily watch Milan play all day long just to watch him play. Fair enough. George Ware. Yeah, yeah. So yeah George, um, Ware. George Ware to, for me. I think it's a pretty easy decision, really, yeah. Um, I mean, I think Tony Eboa would probably be one home for for English fans for scoring like one of the amazing goals against Liverpool in the Premier League, right? That one of he smashed it off the bar. Um, that was forever known as a Yaboa by play, people yeah, of our yeah, generation. Yeah. Whenever you scored a goal like that yeah, as a I'm kid, just... it was a Yaboa. Yeah. Totally. But Yaboa yeah. wasn't as consistent at the club level, I don't think, as as George Ware was. I mean, George Ware was... He won the Ballon d'Or, wasn't he? Uh, in like 95 or something. Uh, we, I didn't write the year, but just yeah. Just when we got getting into football... Um, uh, as Phelan said, he scored like one of the best goals I've seen when he won half the half the whole length of the pitch in one Serie A game. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's probably the, yeah he's got his accomplishments. One of the better players, you know, but definitely a better player than Yabal consistently. Probably not as good when he came to England when he played for Chelsea towards the end of his career. Uh, though, towards the end it? of that his career, yeah, but, but yeah, but AC Milan, yeah, definitely he was you know part of. Quite AC Milan side in the nineties, so uh, yeah, it has to be a George again, the second time in a row. Okay, some honourable mentions. You said the reason why I picked these players because I had to narrow it down um, to four, and I chose these players because I believed that that these were the best choices. But there are some honourable mentions: Um, Yari Litnanen, Sammy Hoopier, yeah, uh, Yeah. Ian Rush. Yeah. Could have been as yeah, well. Yeah, David Ginola, yeah. Eric mm. Cantona, but he's already been in the Hall of Fame yeah, anyway. Indeed, yeah. Um and Alfonso Santano, which is a player from the thirties, uh, Argentinian player from the thirties that okay. um but yeah, I had to narrow it down. I narrowed it down to these four because I think that if you ask most players people in the world these players would be argued to be some of the best players of all time from their respective continents, right? I mean, would anyone say that Ian Rush is a better player than Ryan Giggs, for instance? Maybe older generation, maybe? I don't know. I wouldn't say. But Yari Litnanen certainly isn't a better player than George Best by by people's imagination. So that's why I had to narrow it down. So... Final decision, gentlemen. Will it be George Best or George Weir? Oh, it's the semi-final into a final yep. situation. Ooh, interesting. Told you it was going to be uh, a little George bit Ware. different. George oh, Weir, straight George in. Ware. Wow. Re- reasons yeah. already stated, yes? Is it because you've come round to yeah. my way of thinking that George Best is a little bit overrated? No. <laughs> no. I'd, if you'd have put George Weir against any of the players that you just mentioned, I'd always pick George Weir. He was literally one of my favourite players. Growing up. Okay. okay. Well, um, to keep it slightly interesting, even though I know where this is going. Oh, it's tiebreaker. I'm going to go for the other George, uh, George Best. Okay. So that's a tiebreaker. Well, it's a tiebreaker. <laughs> no, I've already given you so, my so, take yeah, on I George I Best. Yeah. Haven't I? I'll, so. I'll, yeah. Well, yeah. Daddy, I was going to say, Richard, a tiebreaker. George Best uh, opinions are very harsh. I I do to be fair as well. So, I agree. With saying that. oh, we didn't yeah. play for many big clubs or whatever, you know. And then George Weir's mainly known for playing for AC Milan, who are like the team that has won the European Cup 
the second amount most, right? Yeah, well, he didn't win any when he played for them, but you know, okay. But I, I don't. Uh, have we decided uh, that George Ware is going into the Hall of Fame? So if I'm the tiebreaker, yeah, yeah. If I'm the tiebreaker, then it's definitely George Ware going into the Hall of Fame. Yes, but this is what I'm saying. This is where Danny should be because he could be the tiebreaker, but. He's not with us again, so but he might equal it. You don't know. He's not here. Um, but he wouldn't equal it because I wouldn't get a vote if. if oh, I he, see. Well, I yeah. see. Well, okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, maybe so. you should message Danny and ask him. Nah, he should be here. If he if he if he can't get his finger out, then he doesn't get a say. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Wolves ended a little bit. Tense a bit and frosty, frosty there, here, hasn't it? Yes, but uh, but yes. Okay, let's try this again. George Tolon Mane Opong Usman Weir. Welcome to the Sacked in the Morning Hall of Fame as the greatest player to never play at a World Cup. Welcome, my good man. Oh, sorry, just to clap. I was going to say Tom's got bitter. He doesn't even want to clap anymore. <laughs> I mean, George Weir's a, a great player, isn't he? So you can't really argue with him going into. A Hall of Fame, can you? Of any sort. Well, football related, obviously. It'd be weird if you go into a, a book Hall of Fame. <laughs> has he ever written a book? I'm know. sure he probably has, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. The mm-hmm. hot dog eating Hall of Fame. <laughs> Maybe he's won hot dog eating contests. Maybe. I don't Who know. Knows? That rounds up, finally our uh, World Cup coverage for this season. Uh, Join us again in uh, 2029 for coverage of the 2026 World Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know what we did. We didn't mention England much in this podcast, did we? That's too late now. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. We'll mention them at the next year. They failed. Whatever. So (laughs) anyway, uh, Phelan, I want to thank you for joining me again this time. Thank you, mate. Pleasure to be here as always. Tom, thank you very much for joining me. That's all right, no problem. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, Until next time, take care. Enjoyed the show? Why not check out Metal Marmite wherever you get your podcasts? This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. Thank you for listening.